The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Why is this so important? Why did you pick this story? Why does this matter? This is the news. And why, 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 and why it matters. Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Stu, what was the top story? One of the first prominent Me Too uh, celebrities is back on stage. Okay, I'm, I'm shocked because I thought your top story was going to be Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's a big deal. Huge yeah. contract. Uh, yeah, biggest yeah. one in NFL history. <laughs> yes, uh, that one is incredible. And that uh, <laughs> the biggest Super Bowl champion team, has, the most anyone has ever spent on a quarterback was 14% of their payroll. This will put the Packers at over 20%. Jeez. Uh, it's going to be rough. Huge. All right, Jason, top story. Hillary Clinton's emails, we still have not gotten to the bottom of the full extent of the damage. But I think we're getting closer, and we took another step towards that today. Finally, we will learn what it means to be a Democrat and what it means not to be a Democrat from Alyssa Milano. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, finally. Awesome. Yeah. There we go. So the glad. world has been clamoring for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, still. The, Louis C.K. Uh, appeared on stage. Uh, he was one of the, you know, that first big group of Me Too people, and he came out and took responsibility for his actions and, uh, you know, left public life. He lost uh, his, you know, series that was being produced. He lost a movie that was about to come out. Uh, you know, there's certainly heavy costs to it. What was interesting, I guess, about that that case in particular was there didn't seem to be any evidence of him using sexual harassment to hurt someone's career or him doing something against anyone's will. Um, and those two things kind of feel like they should be part of one of these accusations. He's just guilty of kind of being a freak. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I just want to clarify. It's not even just against their will, but he literally asked for consent, mm-hmm. right? He asked for and consent. And they yeah. gave him consent right. yes. every time. Yes, and so he was doing something to himself in their presence. For right. whatever reason, that was his thing. Uh, who's the judge? <laughs> um, but, in fact, one, and to your point, Sarah, one of the people he asked said no and left. He didn't chase them out of the room. He didn't try to ruin their career. Uh, So really what we came down to is he was pretty creepy. Uh, he would ask to but do polite. these things. Uh, yes, polite, creepy. apparently. <laughs> uh, and you know, at, sometimes they'd say yes. Sometimes they'd laugh at that, laugh at him, and not leave, <laughs> which is gonna be kind of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, he left, and people say, "Well, he shouldn't be allowed back in society." And it's like, well, you know, I, I don't know. I mean. Obviously, he only knows the truth with these people, and you never know really what went down. But even the accusations, you know, one of the accusations was uh, from a woman at a, I think it was an agency or something, and she took a a phone call from Louis C.K., and from her telling of the story, she believes that while she was on the phone with him, and, and him in another building somewhere, maybe another town, he was pleasuring himself on the phone with her. Now, at no point did he say he was measuring. <laughs> at no point did she ask. I don't know if there were just long pauses in the conversation. It and that's what he out of breathing, breath. Heavy breathing. Yeah. Heavy breathing. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say that he didn't do it, but, like, I don't know. He could know. have been running on a treadmill while he was talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, with Louis C.K., I really doubt it, but it's possible. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was it? And you're like, come on, I was exercising. <laughs> One time I get on a treadmill and this is what happens. Exercise is dangerous. We're proving that. Um, it, it just... You know, there was never a point in which he was convicted of a crime. It doesn't even seem like he was accused of a crime. And yet he, his entire career gets destroyed, and it's just a weird way of doing uh, business. You know, so many people, I think it's like half of people uh, have dated people that they work with. 
uh, in their life. Uh, you know, you know, it's like something like 16 or 17 percent of people have uh, married people that they've met at work. This is something. This is a big part of humanity. The people you're around all the time, you wind up dating. It happens, as you might know. I every know a little in a bit while. about that. <laughs> right? uh, and and so that's that's not a like that. There has to be some room uh, for uh, you know men and women. Men and men, women and women, to do their little dance. Two spirits uh, and, and men. Yeah, two spirits and uh, asexuals, fluid, pansexuals, right. yes. and all of them. Yeah, all of that. Back. The point is that there has to be a little room for that because you never know. I mean, like, you know, your first kiss with someone almost always is, holy crap, is she going to push me away? Uh, or is she going to be into this? You don't usually say, excuse, sign this form. It's uh, for a first kiss form. Uh, it's not, you know, there's not a lot of paperwork that's associated with it. Um, you know, look, there's a lot of parts of the Me Too movement that have been really positive. You know, a lot of really bad people. People look like they've been affected. But I, th- I feel like a lot of this stuff has, has gone down a road of just because he's, you know, a little, a little freaky uh, and, uh, you know, is a little twisted, the idea that he would do something like that and you wouldn't just leave, uh, that should be the reaction there. And their excuse for this was he's a prominent comedian and I was afraid he might ruin my career. Now, there's no evidence that he did ruin anyone's career. They were just afraid of it and therefore stayed through this. I don't know how you cover for that. It says society. more about them well, yeah, than it, it does about him. It certainly says you're prioritizing your career over that experience, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, there shouldn't be any negative effects, and it's bad if you think uh, that, he, you know, someone might hurt your career over something like this. But if it didn't happen, I don't know what responsibility he's supposed to take for that. If he didn't go and ruin someone's career, how can he get in trouble for ruining someone's career? Just because you, I, I can't control how you feel. I can't control how you, uh, your, 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 you know, feelings. You know, feelings are something that happen inside of you. It's not something the outside world should be able to control, nor should you want them to control. What's crazy is post Weinstein or Stein. I never know how to say that, but post him, <laughs> everybody like that is is that has been kind of that has been charged with something or accused of something, whether they're guilty or, or even just been accused. Mm-hmm. Um, they're instantly kind of thrown into that, you know, in, in with him. So they're all of a sudden just like Weinstein, just yeah. like him. Yeah. I saw there was a, there's a website out there, and this is this is this is not satire. This is an actual legit <laughs> website. They made a website, and it looks very slick. It almost looks like Netflix, but it's a search engine, and you can search for movies or TV shows or anything, any kind of entertainment, and instantly it'll pop. Like say if you did type in Top Gun. Well, then if you typed in Top Gun, it'll have like this big red flash across it, and it'll say, nope, don't watch it. So-and-so, so-and-so was accused of, oh. you know, uh, ah. sexual assault, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it literally, like, I, I'll try and I'll tweet out whatever website this is. Um, you know, couldn't they have just put up, like, here's the four movies that are clear? I, you, you, you probably <laughs> yeah. wouldn't find one. You probably would not find one because there were so many people on this list. It was insane. Yeah. Don't, but, don't search for Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. It's on there. It is. It, it is on there. Do you know this website I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and because Donald Trump was in it. Uh, oh, so they, well, there's the yeah. news yeah. apparently right. as well. And I think there'd be a, you know, there would be a real service to the Me Too movement, and they're the only ones who can do this. They're the only ones with the credibility to do this, uh, except for Asia Argento, who I don't think can, can do this anymore. But it's to say, hey, look, we have real serious problems, and let me give you the people who we are really serious at. We have lots of evidence that have done something really serious. 
There's a lot of other people who've been lumped into our group, and we want you to know they're not really there. You know, Aziz Ansari is not really there. Glenn Thrush isn't really there. Louis C.K. is not really there. It's be- it, would, it would serve, I think, the movement better if they would say, here's a big red line between people who might be a little creepy or maybe had one bad experience with someone um, but don't seem to be repeat offenders and or, or have done something really terrible and put them on the other side of the line from people like Harvey Weinstein. But I also, think that would help. But also, shouldn't we have a bunch of different categories of what all falls under, currently falls under the Me Too movement that should not be there? Yes. I overheard you tell a dirty joke at work, hashtag Me Too, yeah. versus I, gang rape. Yes. Well, yes. Right. How about a lot of different ones? Yes. You know? Yeah, I mean, saying that shirt looks nice on you, <laughs> you, you know, or whatever, yeah. uh, shouldn't count as... Me Too movement, or even sexual harassment. Right. But a lot of them lump all but of that it, in. It may not be okay, right. but let's not put it together. Yeah. We yeah. need a whole other category. So getting back to Louis C.K., it was his first appearance since all of that. Was he well-received? Uh, very well-received. Uh, I mean, now again, it was, a, I think, Caroline's. Uh, Caroline, mm-hmm. or, no, no, it was a Comedy Cellar. Uh, comedy Cellar, Caroline's, you know, two small clubs in New York that a lot of these com- big-time comedians will just stop by and do sets, like, out of nowhere. So that's what he did. He, no one knew he was going to be there. He just kind of came out, did a set, and left. Uh, and he was, you know, uh, standing ovation even before he started. He was supposedly very relaxed and got through it, didn't mention the scandal. Um, I guess one person who was there called later and said, I wish I would have known he was there because I would have wanted to make the decision of whether I supported him or not. Instead, you're kind of just in the middle of it, uh, which, you know, I, and I guess, okay, but if one person is your big problem, it's probably okay. I think people, I think people generally speaking, and I've heard this from, you know, many women, honestly, more women than men, have made the distinction between, yeah, there's really, really terrible, terrible things. But, like, I'm a woman, you know, like, I understand how this stuff goes. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a person who's dealt with some things, and, like, if you don't remove yourself from the situation, you could, you know, have issues that you're not comfortable with, but, you know, it's up to you to remove yourself. And I, I feel like women get this, uh, this rap in this whole situation of just not having agency. They have no control over their own lives. They can't say no because every man is going to ruin their career, and they're constantly making decisions of weighing their career versus some sexual experience they don't want. When in reality, women can remove themselves whenever they want from these situations, with the real exception of some of these really bad ones. I mean, I understand Harvey having that much power. I mean, he was really influential. But Louis C.K. could destroy careers or could make careers. I mean, you could argue maybe at his his peak maybe a year or two ago. Maybe. This was long before that in a lot of those situations. They'd probably avoid peak. Uh, But (laughs) I just want to be on record. If you have that kind of power, Louis C.K. or other... I'm willing to be subjected to that. Oh, really? <laughs> it benefits my career, yeah. Wow. Yes, absolutely. I want on record. I don't want stand. any doubt. Yes, a brave stand. Yes, I need, I need money. Okay, Jason, Hillary Clinton. Um, so, you know, ever since, you know, the, just the, the, the revelation of the private email server came out, we all, the, the, the big question in everybody's mind was, was it compromised? Did, did someone hack into it? Um, and that, that's, that's been the main question on everyone's mind. Well, we kind of got a little bit more of that. Slowly the pieces have been starting to come together when Peter Strzok was being, uh, uh, arraigned, or was being questioned uh, in front of Congress. And Louis Gohmert actually came out, Congressman Gohmert came out and just mentioned that, okay, we do know that a, a foreign uh, nation, a, a hostile nation, did hack into her server. And he didn't actually name who it was. Um, and he instantly, I mean, it basically got no uh, press coverage, hardly at all. I think Glenn was one of the only people actually talking about it at the time. But we were still speculating on who it might have been. And we actually said that, we, you know, what if it was China? We were thinking it probably was China, not Russia, but probably China. 
Well, the Daily Caller, it was either today or yesterday, just came out with an article that said that they have sources that are confirming, yes, it was China. It was a private company that was a, you know, a, basically a shell company, a, a ghost company, uh, that was uh, actually uh, Chinese intelligence, and they were in Washington, D.C. And what they did was, it's, it's incredibly detailed, all, all, all the information they got, but what they did was is they hacked into the server, they inserted code that made it to where every single message that she, she sent out over the server, which was basically every single email she sent while she was Secretary of State, um, it added in a little co courtesy copy, a little CC, and it was sent back to them, which they were sending back to China. While she was Secretary of State, this was going on. It said in this article, encompassed, this is what the sources said, it encompassed her entire time as Secretary of State. Okay, so to put that into context, you just want to figure out some of the things that was going on during that time. So from 2010 to 2012, uh, we just found out, I think the New York Times was the first ones to report on this, that intelligence sources had confirmed that our intelligence network had, was completely dismantled in China. And, and, and the CIA was like, what the heck is going on? They thought that they actually had a mole uh, somewhere in CIA. It was that bad. Over 20 uh, of, uh, of our assets, some of them like people we recruited, some actual CIA agents were either murdered or imprisoned in China. Set us back decades as far as our intelligence work in China. And they could not figure out what was going on. One of the cases was so bad, a CIA uh, asset was walking out of a CIA, uh, or was watch, walking out of, I think, the U.S. Embassy, walking out of it, and he was shot in the head as he was walking down the stairs. It was that bad, that blatant. But anyway, so how do you think that happened? If they're literally, re quite literally, reading Hillary Clinton's emails, the Secretary of State's emails, you you got to think that that probably had maybe something to do with it. Either she could have sent an email that said, you know, that named an asset, you know, or talked about a program or whatever. That would have been all they would have needed to hone in on and start the dismantling of our intelligence network over there. I mean, it's just crazy. We still have not even gotten to the full extent of how bad this was. And still, we barely hear people talking about it. This was in the Daily Caller. You had to search for this article. No one's really talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see that on CNN or MSNBC or any of those other uh, media sources today. No. They Shockingly. Won't. They won't talk about it. Uh, okay. Up next, we'll hear what uh, Alyssa Milano says. Right? Thank you. You guys are And we'll also hear why it matters. Yes, exactly oh, why it matters. Yeah. Hey, it's Doc Thompson. Thanks for listening to the program. I want to tell you about another program that I think you're going to like. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Check it out now wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What does it mean to be a Democrat? Thank you to for finally. Thank you. This is the, the, the story top, of the day, yeah. the top story. Breaking news right yeah, here. Yes, so Alyssa Milano posted on her social media accounts, and it might have been Facebook as well, but I know it's Twitter, uh, what it means to be a Democrat. And we have a picture, and she runs down. Um, I think this is something she grabbed from somewhere else, or maybe she wrote it. I want to give her full credit if it, <laughs> if it is hers. Uh, but look at the top couple. Uh, just because I'm a Democrat, it does not mean that I want to take away your guns, want open borders. Okay. I don't want to understand the plight of real Americans, and I want to live off government handouts. Now, do you think that's accurate from what you know of Democrats and leftists in general? Absolutely not. No. It's, but well, and hold on, specifically yeah. Alyssa Milano. Yes. In yeah. reference to the guns. So you're saying she does want to take away guns? Yes. Yeah. And what, what would your proof be? Uh, her entire Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Now, if she doesn't, 
then explain it to us. Right. We all go back to, and right now, the gun issue's out there again. So what do you want? What are those common sense solutions that they keep saying? Most people will not offer any. And when they do, the best we get is things like universal background checks, which, what about Maryland? What about, you know, that whole, yeah. we now know that the Jacksonville Landing murderer got his gun in Maryland with some of the strictest gun laws in America. Yeah. Again, what about that? What about this? Uh, she doesn't want open borders, apparently. Okay, you don't? Then what do you want? Right. You want amnesty? You want those illegals that are here to stay here? So you're yes. saying nobody else can come. You want to secure that border while getting rid of ICE. How would you secure it to make sure it's not an open border? But then the people are here. They got an advantage that others won't have in the future. How insensitive of you. All of these things are lack of explanation. You're just throwing crap out there and not actually telling us how. Mm -hmm. So that's really apparently what it means to be a Democrat, I guess. But I want to point out, notice, I think it's line uh, four about education. Stu, can, can you share that? Yes. Uh, line four, I want, every, I want uh, child, yeah. every child to have access to the best Eduction. Eduction. <laughs> can you help me out with that? I don't know what eduction Did is. you mean abduction? I guess is it's abduction on the internet. Duction, something like that. It's one of these newfangled terms. It could have been education, but what a the irony is. <laughs> and when you say every child, yes. how many of these children actually make it past uh, your hardcore left-wing abortion policy? Because uh, huh. they don't get any abduction at all. They don't get abduction uh. at all. I think what that also proves is that they didn't have good tutors on the set of Who's the Boss. Yes. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, but she does understand the plight of the average American. Absolutely. That's true. She mentions that, and it's interesting because she said um, she does understand their plight. And I think it's the last line, I love my country enough to see beyond flag waving. Now, I can even give her the benefit of, of the doubt on these things. Um, I get what they're saying. A lot of people on the right just glob onto the whole flag and they wrap themselves in it when they really aren't concerned about you know, freedom and you know, standing up for people's rights. But does she really stand up for those things for me and others? And plight of real Americans, I know what she thinks a real American is, but do you she understand what that factory worker in Iowa is going through yeah. today? Clearly not. No, I, I cannot stand the hypocrisy of Hollywood and people like Alyssa Milano. Because I've said before, I, I worked in that industry in Hollywood for the vast majority of these people. And they are the biggest hypocrites I've ever been around. Why did you did you have a gun with you? I don't understand. <laughs> why why if you can't you count is that a gun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, it is actually yeah. nowadays. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but they are the biggest hypocrites. And understanding the plight of Americans, you know, you don't because you wouldn't be calling. You can't even say the word illegal immigrant. You got to say undocumented, as if that's even a thing. Of course, they're advocating for open borders. It's ridiculous because they don't live in neighborhoods where that's actually going to affect the, you know, the plight of the American, you know, average American. They don't live in those areas. They don't live in areas where, you know, vast, uh, you know, uh, out of control, you know, uh, illegal immigration is 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 destroying certain well, neighborhoods. Southern California is uh, certainly yeah, but not really in their, but in not their, in their communities. Their, not, oh, it, they don't get by the fences oh, around their communities. They, they uh, don't see that. They're, they're, it's like a, Hollywood is like a village, yeah. like where they live. They live in like Bel Air, Brentwood, the hills, and they do not leave those I mean, areas. There's never going to be any violence in Brentwood. It's so nice. <laughs> what could possibly go down <laughs> there? <laughs> but let's just say she doesn't want to live off of you know, the government. No, of course she doesn't. Yeah, you know, that'll she never be an issue to be for you. The ruling class. Yeah. There's right. two classes with them, right? It's interesting too how they always phrase these things in complete absolutes. It's like that we don't want open borders. Well. 
I guess they could probably make that argument. They want to stop terrorists on the way over, or they want to they want to set up a border crossing and then let everyone through except if they happen to be carrying a missile. You know, I, I don't want to get all, I don't get rid of all your guns. Well, they don't want their personal security to lose their guns, so I right. guess it's not all of their guns. These are just you know ridiculous arguments. They do want to restrict regular people's access to these things, and it's it's. You know, it's it's transparent. I also love the, you know, I want every child to have the best, you know, access to education and free of gun violence. Like, I mean, I don't want kids to not be free of gun violence. Yeah. I, I want kids to have access to education, So you too. want them to be educated and not murdered. This, right. is, this is kind of, yeah, it's like a it's humanity a thing, right? Not a Democrat things? thing. Right. She's, Can you believe she's it? Her. You're right, her Twitter feed's crazy. If not for her cookies, I would have nothing to do with her. Wait, she makes cookies? Yeah, Milano's. They're they're oh, fantastic. No, Have you ever had them? They're like little ovals. Yeah, they're really no, good. So right. tell us yeah. about the uh, bees in Times Square. Uh, we used to actually make T-shirts called the bee that said the bees know. And uh, the, the theory was <laughs> that the bees know the secrets of our society. Uh, there's something going on with the bees. They would like kept landing on Barack Obama's face for a while. Do you remember that whole situation? <laughs> no. uh, you don't remember that? <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said it all the time. He would just continue the speech, and they would just they'd walk like around, this. and be like, <laughs> flies and bees. It was very weird. Uh, well, it's a little weird situation in New York as well, where this uh, poor hot dog stand had uh, this happening to them. This is, uh, I don't know, 20 zillion bees Golly. just for some reason just all congregated right on this one umbrella one day in New York. Now, this is not... Oddly enough, the strangest thing I've ever seen in New York. There's plenty more than that. <laughs> is he sucking them up? Yes, this yeah. is the best oh part. Gosh. Love it. Watch sure. them. You just suck oh them. Oh, yep. my gosh. Oh, God. It's so creepy. Uh, but I learned something yesterday. We talked a little bit yesterday about koala chlamydia, <laughs> um, that 90% of koalas have chlamydia. <laughs> yep. Another fact I learned during Wait, How that- do you know that? I'm an educated man. <laughs> You're an inducted inducted. man. Inducted. You're an inducted man. Inducted. I'm an educated man. You're an inducted man. Um, that uh, there are 200 million insects... Not total for every person on Earth. <gasps> That's that is how many freaking insects live here, which is the creepiest thing I've ever uh, heard in my life, and you'll never sleep again. Uh, 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 okay, but hold on. <laughs> oh, let me get my bearings. Okay, uh, I was reading this article, and I was actually it was amazing to me that it said NYPD B unit, like they have a beekeeping unit. unit. They need a rat unit. Do they have a rat unit? I know, right? I would think that's a priority over the B unit in New York. There's a poop patrol for San Francisco for crying out loud. But I mean, are bees that big of a problem in New York? It's a government job. It's the B unit with the BOA 3000. The B suckomatic. Yeah, that's what he's. Of course. So cool. The people on the payroll in New York. (laughs) Back in a minute. There's a documentary called Bee Movie where a lot of that took place. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze Premium subscribers. Become a premium subscriber at theblaze.com slash subscribe. Jason, uh, MSNBC is completely off the rails. Uh, yeah, I think we could say <laughs> that every here. single day. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was, it was funny. Like, uh, Donald Trump had a, had a really tough week. What was that? Not last week, two weeks ago with the Manafort-Cohen thing. And uh, they had a panel on NBC, and uh, they were just flabbergasted that uh, his, his numbers weren't going down. They, like, they just couldn't believe it. And I just, uh, I guess I'll give my reaction to that, but, but we actually have that video, so here it is. Last week was a tidal wave of bad news for this presidency, and this president and his approval ratings stayed the same. So I wonder, 
I mean, if that's not going to move the needle, is this John McCain thing going to move the needle? And, and forgive me for being skeptical, mm -hmm. because I was under the impression, as was most people, that when Donald Trump came out and said he was not a war hero, he likes the guys that don't get caught back in 2015, that people would care. And when I went out and I talked to Republican voters, they didn't care at all. No, they don't care. They do not care because they're pissed off. They're tired of networks like MSNBC that are all the time just attack, 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 mostly for stupid stuff. They really don't care. Now, some of these things they should absolutely care. Some things they should care. Like if you say something about, if you say that uh, John McCain was not a war hero and you criticize, you know, why he was a POW, you should absolutely care. Like you should probably be off the Trump train exactly at that moment. But no, they didn't care. I don't see why they're so surprised now that things like Manafort and Cohen, which they automatically see as a bogus you know, issue to them. They, right. they, they the, see that as like deep state attack on his presidency. Well, she, but she said, uh, you know, negative for his presidency, for the president and his presidency. But I don't really know that. I mean, I didn't view it that way. What what did they show? Uh, what evidence or documentation did they show that was directly linked to Donald Trump? Well, I mean, I mean nothing, Cohen, nothing a Manafort. We, but, right, right, but we don't, Cohen, we haven't seen it yet, no. though. Yeah, I mean, Cohen, we haven't seen anything. Yeah, we, the, Manaf the report hasn't come out yet, so we don't know what is in it. But, I mean, you know, Manaf I guess Cohen did say he committed a crime and Trump knew about it, uh, which well, would make him a conspirator or a, right. a co, co you know, an unindicted kind of co-conspirator, theoretically. Theoretically. Um, but, we I haven't mean, seen that. Yeah, right. It was, but, but, you know, whenever some, a bunch of people around you are getting arrested, it's not a good news week, right? Um, you know, so, but it is interesting in that... Um, they, I think, correctly assess the situation. We, we can, we, we have, they have been, I mean, think about it from their perspective. They have been really, really dedicated into tearing this guy down, right? When it comes to either real things, like real, you know, real problems, or fake ones. They're, they are constantly spending all of their time dedicated to this one task. And it's not moving the polls an inch. Doesn't that, don't you reassess what you're doing? If your goal is to take this guy down, maybe instead of taking every little thing when you want to call him racist because he, when he calls Maxine Waters dumb, you want to turn that into a race issue, maybe you don't do that. Maybe you say to people, you know what, this one, honestly, he didn't do anything wrong. This is just a big... About or it's nothing. not big enough to some cover so much. Yeah. And a lot of the things that they're upset about are perceived moral issues for them. Right, the idea of how he's acting, what he's saying, was he nice enough to people, stuff like this. Well, if you're setting the moral standard and you want people on the right now to be concerned about the morality of a president, hadn't you set the stage back in the 90s with Clinton when people, yeah. we said morality matters? Yep. Yeah. And the same thing we said at again with Stormy Daniels. And that's my, that's, that's my point, what you said, Stu, was I don't understand why they don't take a step back and go, okay, maybe we should reevaluate this. Because if you just changed your tactics a little bit, if you weren't as crazy as you are now, it would actually benefit you. You could, you could take the step off the pedal, off the gas, mm -hmm. lighten up a little bit, and it actually would help, I, I yeah. think, because now... But the, they the, think they're uh, doing a public service by exposing the evil Donald Trump. I don't... Like, I, yeah, You maybe. really don't think? I, I, I think, think they, they just do. They think he's... They're just trying to constantly convince everybody that... Well, because they yeah. think that they're the ones in the right. Yeah. Like, well, no, that's just definitely some true. kind of justice that they have to serve. They'll go to any length, and that's the problem. And you because know, they, they've gone to every length, they've been so inaccurate so many times, yeah. then why... You're really surprised that we're, they're not fully buying into the Michael Cohen thing? Right. Yeah. It I mean, could be very much... I mean, I, I don't know. Personally... I think, yeah, Donald Trump was absolutely knew about it and straight yeah. up told him, yeah, make that payment. Yeah. But you'll never be, I, I don't know if you'll ever be able to prove that. Right. And the majority of the country doesn't even care right now yeah. because they're so used to this. They wouldn't care. I mean, like yeah. the, the tape basically says he knew about it in advance. He may not have known about what day the payment was going out, but he knew clearly about the McDougal part of it, clearly. 
Um, you know, he might say it's not a, a campaign finance violation or whatever. There's there's arguments around those things. Um, but, you know, it, it's like it doesn't matter at this point. I think, honestly, he could get caught absolutely with a lengthy discussion saying the exact opposite of what he said publicly. And that's happened several times. And it just doesn't seem to matter. But that's true. And, so many politics. Yeah, totally. So they're all yeah, on it's record. Not just so, Trump. so I think you got two things. You're right. There's a little bit of the little boy who cried wolf, right? Trump bad, Trump bad. Uh, it's not that. Uh, so now you got this. It's like, oh, okay, right. Mm-hmm. I've been there before. Right. But the other part is they're all forgetting why he got elected in the first place. Those people didn't just say they want their America back because it was white. They said, my family is hurting. The economy has sucked for so long, and I'm worried about the future. And then, of course, the secondary issues of I look around and my kids are told there's 182 genders and all of this nonsense. Well, and that's, you know, to your point, last week, I think it was Friday, I played a CNN clip that they had gone out and talked to voters about whether or not they thought that the campaign viol- or the campaign you know violation was going to be a big issue they talked to democrats that we saw even the democrats were saying i mean unless we see you know huge proof that he did something wrong we're really happy with the economy we're really happy with the tax cuts good like, for them really, and these were democrats so to see not, not msnbc acting like right. it's just conservatives right. there are democrats out there that really don't care about this issue either and look a campaign finance reform violation isn't a big deal right. Th- these are laws that shouldn't even be on the books anyway right. these are unconstitutional uh, infringements on your freedom of speech anyway so i that part of it is i think nonsense there's a character issue there where you're like i don't know do i want someone who is paying somebody to you know hide information from voters a week before the election is that a, is that somebody i want to vote for i mean that's a personal decision you can make for yourself but i mean you know it is i don't think it's big enough right like what would be big enough i don't know i mean i think the economy tanking would be a terrible thing, and I don't want it to happen. But if it did happen, it would be interesting to see how many of those Democrats stick around. How many, you know, I think, you know, in my mind right now, it's, I almost can't picture a scenario where Trump voters would go away from him. You know, he's been between 38 and, say, 45, 46% in, you know, you know, Rasmussen's always a little bit higher. Some pollsters are a little bit lower. But that's been the general average of all the polls the entire time he's been in office, which if you stick a, a pin right in the middle of that, it's about 41% with four points on each side, three or four points on each side. Uh, and, you know, really with just that normal sort of back and forth has not changed at all. Only, I think, a massive thing. Like, if the economy did collapse... And it, it has to be bad. And it has to be to bad. Really bad. For a while, um, yeah. and, that's, and nobody wants that. You know, if, if, they, if the Republicans really had a real crushing loss in the midterms and lost the House and the Senate, it would be interesting to see how he would survive in that, in that environment where he, you know, maybe the winning doesn't feel like all that much winning anymore. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see that. You know, outside of that, I mean, without some unforeseen gigantic scandal that we haven't uh, pictured yet... Uh, I can't imagine it, but I will say this. Election, if you would have told me election, the day after the election, uh, all these ideas were out there and swirling around about scandals and Russia and you know, <laughs> affairs and everything else. I, if, if, some, if Rachel Maddow went on TV and said, you know where this is going to end up? We are going to find out that Donald Trump paid two porn stars a week before the election to hide their affair, and we are going to find out about a meeting with Russians about dirt on Hillary Clinton that Donald Trump Jr. and Jared Kushner and Paul Manafort all attended in Trump Tower. I would have thought she was completely insane. (laughs) I would have never believed they would have found that much stuff. And so, I mean, the idea that you're going to find enough to turn the tables, instead of doing that, Maybe your job should just be reporting facts. 
Maybe your job should not be trying to build some legalistic case against the president every day and just report the news as it comes in. Maybe focus on those things that you think are more important, like Syria and, you know, uh, you know, Muslims being imprisoned in China and take those more important issues and focus on those because what you're doing now is not working. It's a, yeah, it definitely feels like they're trying to build a case, not not reporting on anything. Of really. they are. Just just building, slowly building a case. What was that that recent st- uh, story that CNN is still standing by? Oh yeah, that, that was with Lenny Davis. Lenny Davis. Davis. Yeah. Like they know now that it was complete hogwash. They're, but so, they're still standing behind it. And why would you accept his word? Like, this is not, his lawyer. Yeah. Not why would that. You? So he gave, he told them something, and then he retracted the statement. They said that they still stood by the reporting, even though their only big relevant information was uh, his statement that he's now... They had other sources. They had other sources. Okay, but... Okay. Dozens, but I'm then, sure, now. But then they lied in the actual article and yes. said that he wouldn't give a statement. Right. That is that is a complete I mean, break of journalistic right. credibility. Like there. you lied said, in there. They said Lanny Davis would not would not offer a comment when he was one of the sources that did obviously offer enough comment for you to base an article of, over what he said. And that that is. That, so then that's, how can you trust anything else that's in the uh, the article itself? It's such a game. It's such a game. And you know the president today was tweeting about well the, when the, when you hear about uh, sources that's always fake news. <laughs> this goes both ways yeah. too. I mean we talked about the Kellyanne Conway thing yeah. from a couple of weeks where she didn't realize she was on the record <laughs> and she said uh, well. I think it's a horrible thing for my husband to do. Uh, and as a person uh, familiar with the relationship, <laughs> the other reporter's like, wait a minute, we're on the record. You can't say now it's a person familiar with the relationship. A lot of time those sources are people in the White House, Kellyanne Conway, very famous for this, uh, leaking lots of information. And then, because she wants it out there, and not ju- it's not just her by any means. It's on both sides of the aisle. It's all over the place in Washington. But a lot of times those sources are real sources, uh, but they're people with agendas. And like the Lanny Davis thing is a perfect example. Like this is the attorney for the person you're talking about. You can't trust what they're saying. It's their job to say anything that benefits the client. That is like legi- like they're supposed to say anything that will get them off the hook. You can't trust that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I need to settle something with uh, today's poll question. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually, Stu, said something really controversial. I never do that. You said something really controversial today, and um, I just need to make sure that everyone goes to Twitter and Instagram to vote on this. Uh, Pat and Stu said today that guacamole is repulsive. It is. And I disagree wholeheartedly. I think that it's an un-American statement. So, like, what what other kinds of green goop do you like? Uh, A lot of them. Wasabi. Wasabi, Wasabi, guacamole, Mm. uh, pistachio pudding. I'm there with green goop. How can you hate guacamole? Oh, it's one of the worst things. Racist, obviously. (laughs) Guacamole comes from Mexico. It is right. It's obviously being racist. Well, Ted Cruz also hates it, and uh, he's he's Hispanic, so... Um, Please. Please. Beto is Hispanic. Oh, Beto. <laughs> one I person in that ring. No, hold on. I made a rule on this show that you're only allowed to call him O'Rourke. O'Rourke. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. And now, then, guacamole is wonderful. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's a terrible invention and should be deleted. Not so much on toast. No, I won't do the avocado toast. I can't, I can't buy into that. Okay, but I also don't eat carbs. So. Did, did, or but, anything else. Are you doing, are you doing <laughs> with the Babylon Bee? Yeah, yeah. The, it's like yeah. the onion, but it's more conservative or whatever. Yeah. Babylon Bee had a, a, head, uh, a headline that said something like, Millennials uh, decide that uh, Venezuela not good now that they realize uh, the price of avocado toast would go up. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. That they're out. That would yeah. be the thing that... Tips them away from socialism. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, podcast listeners, remember to tweet us your questions or comments using the hashtag TheBlazeY. You can also um, tag any of us on our Twitters. I am Sarah Gonzalez TX. 
Stu is World of Stu. At World of Stu. At World of Stu. Jason is Jason Buttrell. And Doc Thompson Show. Doc Thompson Show. All right, Saves84. This is actually a really serious question. Uh, what is the appropriate age to start letting my daughter go to a public restroom by herself? She's eight, and I still take her into the men's room. Is that wrong? That's, that's that's a, it's an interesting uh, question. Without right? the men's room thing, the question was a little, a little more simple. You're like, well, that does seem a little young. But I mean, but do you want her in the men's room at that age? Right. Yes. But yeah, if you're, old. I don't know if he's a single dad. But I mean, if you're, if you're out with her by yourself, is she old enough to go into the ladies? Because that's the only other option if you're a dude. At eight. That's interesting. Okay, actually, I would say, I mean, I, I let my daughter at eight use the bathroom bar. It depends, on, depends on the facility, too. Is it a restroom where it's, yes. you know, a lot of people in there? Is it just, you know, a smaller restroom? You could see who went like in. if there are urinals out there, I probably wouldn't want no, my No, I mean, urinal. even in the women's. Like, if you right, knew right, it was right. a smaller and there's not going to be yeah, like a lot I, of people we in We go there. to a breakfast place, and my daughter's five, yeah. um, and, my, and we go to a breakfast place, and, like, if we're going to Target, I'm absolutely bringing her into uh, the men's room. Uh, if I'm at this little breakfast place that has a one, one bat toilet inside, you know, we'll let her go in. I'll stand by the door and let her go in by herself. Yeah. I, that, but it's a tough one. I don't know what the right age is. We're going to figure that out at some oh, point. Oh, I know what's going on here. He was looking for our help. He doesn't want to be the one to have to take her to the restroom. He wants his wife to. Uh, yes. yes. H, she cannot oh go God. in the men's room That's anymore. That's your take her in the only uh, women's room. That's a crime. In all seriousness, as the female on the show, I, w I wouldn't want my eight-year-old daughter going yes, into the Yes, that's men's right. Room you keep her. you got to get up from the table and take her. I'll stay here and finish my bacon. Okay. All right. That's enough. They, 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 they need today. more of those family restrooms. They really do. Well, all these places. As you know, my constitutional amendment I've proposed is one person, one bathroom. Yes. Every <laughs> single bathroom is for one person. It's expensive. No, it's not that expensive. If you took the stall, right? Like you can have the, right. the sink area is fine. But yeah. if you took the stall and essentially just made them separate bathrooms and you made not, not the little stall thing with like everyone can see each other's feet and all that stupid stuff. No, real rooms, and you see them occasionally at restaurants do this. But, you know, all the way to the ceiling, walls, door, walk in, you're by yourself, everybody's by themselves, we go to the bathroom by ourselves, Doesn't we're adults, you that's are. supposed to happen. Yeah. Dude, have you seen a Bucky's bathroom? It's kind of similar to that, actually. Mm. I love it's, Bucky's bathroom. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> Weird do too. Statement famous, to say. For, <laughs> famous for that, yeah. That's, like the Bloomingdale's of people yes, who don't know what Bucky's are yeah. is going to be like. You a, love their bathroom. It's a Texas uh, <laughs> convenience store, but it's like the size of Walmart. It's like the most. And their bathrooms place are literally the cleanest. Spotless. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Go to Bucky's if you've never been. <laughs> Come go. to Texas just to go to Bucky's. Yes. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow. Like what you're hearing? Become a Blaze Premium subscriber and watch the show anytime, anywhere, live or on demand. Go to theblaze.com slash subscribe and start watching today.